Hello everyone and welcome back to the Social Circle Influencer Marketing Podcast. My name is Becky and I am Creator Liaison at Social Circle. Today I wanted to take a look and explore the regulations that face the influencer community with regards to advertising. But first, a spotlight on one of our social climbers for the week. Red Ted Art is a craft and DIY channel for both young and old viewers. With over 206,000 subscribers, their channel is hardly small. However, we can see that their engagement is on the lower side, averaging 2 to 5,000 views per video. The reason why they're on our radar this week is because they have seen an average engagement growth of 1,009%. When we look at their recent uploads, nothing seems out of the ordinary. Same content, same views, except for one anomaly. Hello, hello! Welcome back to Red Ted Art. As the fidget spinner craze continues, we show you how to make one out of paper. This is a Ninja Star fidget spinner and they're really quick and quite easy to make. Let's take a look and see how it's done. Easy Ninja fidget spinner DIY without bearings. No template needed. Paper fidget spinner DIY, which has amassed 51,071 views and counting. Fidget spinners are indeed a hot topic for this summer, and it seems that Red Ted Art has hit search algorithm gold by recreating the popular toy themselves at home. Their channel, month on month, amasses nearly 4 million views across all content, so it's staying healthy. But now, let's chat about advertising and the differences we are seeing between endorsing a vlogger versus a traditional media celebrity, even if both pieces of content are posts on social media. So, what exactly are the rules for influencers? As with any emerging industry, it is often the case that legislation is never already preemptively set out. The ASA in the UK and the FTC in the USA have had strict guidelines for nearly all forms of traditional media for years. However, when influencer marketing emerged onto the scene, suddenly we were faced with the fact that people were accepting money and products from brands in exchange for video reviews and features. As not only a content creator on YouTube myself, but an avid consumer of digital content since the age of 10, I remember vividly when I watched one of Michelle Phan, one of the earliest beauty influencers videos as a child. This tutorial is going to show you how to look like the perfect plastic Barbie doll. Barbie's skin is flawless, so start off with acne serum that reduces blemishes and large pores. Now let's move on to eyeshadows. Here I'm using Coastal Sense 88 palette. I'm going to use a light blue color. And with a brush or finger, apply the color on your lids. She was promoting Coastal Scents very heavily and she even offered discount codes to her viewers. As a child, I was amazed by the beautiful colorful palettes and it was even better that my favorite YouTuber recommended it so deeply. Had I been old enough to have my own credit card, I would have definitely bought it. On the flip side, let's think about editorial within young girls' magazines for example. While full-page ads are always clearly recognisable as marketing content, even for young children, and advertorial content is clearly marked, what about one case I remember in which Kylie Jenner was talking about her favourite skincare products? I'm Kylie and this is my life. She was under a brand ambassadorship for Nip and Fab, and it was likely that a condition of her contract was that she exclusively would cite Nip and Fab products as her personal favourites that she uses to achieve her beautiful skin. In the magazine interview, she was asked about how she got rid of acne, kept her skin clear and hydrated and what she recommends, and all the products were nip and fab. In this instance, should her relationship with the brand have been disclosed? Should the content have been listed as advertorial? If this was a YouTube video, even on the magazine's page, it would have constituted as an advertorial and would have needed to have been disclosed. So why are vloggers being held to higher standards than traditional celebrities? Hello, it's Binky from Made in Chelsea. Welcome back to my channel. When we look at Made in Chelsea's Binky Felstad's Instagram, we can see a few suspicious posts, one of which for a watch brand and complete with an exclusive 25% off discount code. 
It's clearly an ad, but there's no disclosure in sight. And this isn't uncommon. This morning, a reality TV star is causing a drug manufacturer to face government scrutiny. We all remember Kim Kardashian's famous morning sickness pill endorsements. And the main issue which the media focused on was that she promoted the pill without listing all of the potential side effects. However, when we look to the original wording of the post, while there are indeed no side effects listed, there is also no mention that the post is an advert. Future versions of the image posted contained ad, so we know for sure that it's a paid promotion. So where was the ad disclosure in the first instance? Do the rules not apply to traditional celebrities? Popular vlogger Emma Blackery has dealt with both sides of ad disclosure personally. I am basically responsible for hashtag ad, hashtag spawn, and YouTubers having to disclose their sponsored stuff. Before this, like, there were no guidelines whatsoever on sponsored stuff. You never actually had to legally declare anything. And it wasn't so much a case of people not wanting to disclose stuff. It was simply a case of being ignorant and not really, not having as much impact as YouTubers do today. Perhaps just not feeling like we had to. Uh, I certainly didn't, like, aim to deceive people. It was simply a case of, well, we don't have to mention it. It's still a good video. This way more people will watch it if they don't know it's an ad. It was never like a sinister thing. It was more just a kind of, you know, there aren't any rules. And her video entitled, I caused hashtag ad, recounts the tale of her sponsorship which went awry and in fact resulted in the ASA guidelines being introduced for vloggers. While the rules are often a little complicated to navigate, it's fair that ignorance can account for some of these issues. However, when talent has a dedicated management team securing them these deals, as is more often the case, frankly, with traditional celebrities rather than social media influencers, the management should know better and look out for their talent and any laws they should abide by. So what do you think? Let us know by sending us an email to hello at socialcircle.media. I've been Becky, thanks for listening.